the speed of sound. Webmasterradio.fm. The flamethrower. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Grab onto the wheel. Fasten your seatbelts. And step on the gas. Webmasterradio.fm is going to take you on the ride of your life. You've just stepped off the curb into Rush Rush Hour. hour. Your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron, will take you on a fast-paced adventure through the high-tech metropolis known as social media, blogs, social networks, bookmarking, and more. Around every corner are the tools you'll need for marketing through the social web. No, the light is green, but stay right where you are because you're in Rush Hour. Hey everybody, today is April 4th, and this is Rush Hour with your hosts, Cameron Opius and I, Neil Patel. How are you, Cameron? Good, what's going on, Neil? Not much. So what's happening in the social media space today? Um, yeah, actually we got quite a bit of news to talk about this week, so hopefully we'll be able to cover some good stuff. Um, first up, let's talk about the April Fool's Day. We saw a couple of, uh, a couple of good uh, pranks, I guess you can call them. Uh, one by Arrington, where he blogged how he was acquiring a fuckcompany.com. And the other one was the uh, Matt Cuts, where he had that little splash page on his site saying that he got hacked and by the dark SEO team, where all that mumble-jumble was. And I actually, I actually thought that one was really good. Like, I actually had several people email me about that, being like, hey, did you see what happened to Matt Cuts' site? And I'd be like, I'd reply back and I'd be like, I'm not so sure that's real. You know, it is April Fool's Day, and I wouldn't be surprised if Matt's pulling a fast one. They'd be like, no, no, no. And I'd be like, okay, whatever. Let's sit back and see. And yeah, sure enough, it was a, it was definitely an April Fool's joke. So both of them were pretty good, and they created quite a bit of buzz and stuff. So, you know, I just thought we'd talk about that for a minute. What did, what did you think of them? Well, with the Matt's cut one, was um, he hacked by that pirate or whatever that also hacked? Yeah, I think it was the dark SEO gang or team or something like that. So there's a different group that hacked um, like a month ago or something, Shoe Money, or I don't know if it's Shoe, but Todd Malicode and a few others, they got hacked and their whole blogs were all messed up because they were running WordPress and there was like some, I don't know, update or something happening. Um, but yeah, it, it was quite interesting. I thought it was a good piece of link bait. A lot of people, you know, linked to it, drew quite a bit of attention. The one I really liked was Michael Arrington's because I thought it was really real and the thing with that one was it didn't happen on april 1st it was the day before april 1st so i thought it was really for real you know and he did yeah, an extensive I, post on why he would acquire them or why he did acquire them and all those kind of things so it created, it created a lot of buzz he got on tech meme a lot of bloggers blogged on it and i think that was, was really effective yeah i mean he had a he had a ton of people blogging on it you know i mean it took up half the page on tech meme I remember yeah. I thought it was well too because it was that it was that the thirty first morning of it. I messaged you. I was like, "Hey, did you see that Mike Arrington acquired this?" <laughs> and you're like, "What the heck?" And then a few minutes later, you're like, "Oh, he just told me it's a it's an April Fool's Day joke or whatever." So we were both, you know, we both kind of caught on to that one early. Exactly because I thought it was for real, and you know, I, I messaged him and or emailed him, and I'm like, "Hey, is this for real?" And because I couldn't believe it, and the domain name had a curse word in there or fucked or whatever it was. So because of that, you know, I'm like is that even a real site? And then I did a backward link check, and that site naturally had tons of links. Yeah, it's actually, I'm surprised you don't know about that. That's actually a pretty popular site. I think it's been around since the, uh, since the first dot-com, uh, kind of like the bubble burst. And ah. Like, 
yeah, and he just covered like a lot of that stuff. How like the, I guess like the companies were you know literally screwed and going out of business, and you know talked a lot about a lot about like the mistakes and you know the companies going out of business and all that other stuff. So it's definitely been around for a while. It's uh, you know, I mean, it's a, definitely a very big site. I'm sure it gets a lot of traffic, and I think it's I think it's even owned by the same guy that does AdBright. Got it. And the most interesting thing about his whole hoax was, because it's like, yeah, did he really acquire it? But then when you went to that site, the logo actually looked like a TechCrunch logo with the color scheme and everything, with like that silver or whitish color with green. Like, um, I think the first half was, like, fucked was either white or silver, and then the green or the company part was green or something like that. And that's why I really believed it, so... Yeah, and I mean, it was perfect timing, too, because earlier in that week, there was a couple of other bloggers that reported how that guy was trying to sell his company. So it was just, like, perfect timing and, you know, well-coordinated by, by Mike. So. Yeah, no, definitely with the CNN. Yeah, he tied in all those links, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, let's move on. Um, the next thing uh, for news I have is, looks like Mozilla is planning to build a social networking feature in the Firefox. Uh, I just saw that yesterday. Um, I saw that one actually on TechCrunch. So it looks like they are, you know, kind of moving into the uh, whole Flock territory. Like, I'm not sure how familiar you are with Flock, but it's actually a browser that was built off of the Mozilla platform. And, like, I guess the basis of it is they were trying to bring a lot of social networking right into the, into the browser. So this is definitely, uh, you know, very bad news for them. And you know, it's pretty cool to see that to see that Firefox is headed in this direction. You know, I mean, what do you mean that um, Firefox is trying to get into social networking capabilities and stuff like that? I'm not too familiar with Flock, so I, you know, I saw their website. It looks pretty cool, but I've never really used Flock or even installed it. Sure. Well, I'll paste the uh, link there into the uh, chat room, so the people that are listening can see the, uh, the story from Arrington. But basically, they have this thing that they're calling the co-op, and it's going to incorporate social networking features, like, right into the browser. So you'll be able to, I believe you'll be able to, like, make friends and things like that, as well as, like, when you're on, like, a certain page, you can actually see other users that are on the on the page as well. So you could, like, network or, you know, create discussions with those people that, that are right there. Cool. So it even ties like, that. Kind of like a, what's that? So it even ties in that, like, my blog blogish feature. Um, yeah, kind of in a way. I think it takes a step further where people can actually, like, communicate with people, like, as it's happening kind of thing. You know, like, if, hey, if you and so-and-so are on the same page, you can, like, discuss it or you can add them as friends and stuff like that. And it's, Got it. So you know, it's more like a chat room. Um, no, I wouldn't say more like a chat room. It's definitely like very like social networking features. Like, did you see the link there in the uh, that I pasted in the chat room? Yeah, because the way I see it is, is like there's a screen, right? So whatever website you're in, it's like you're leaving websites. I see websites as sort of like a gateway or a chat room, and you can enter new websites, and then you can see who's in there, and you can talk with them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, you're also going to be able to see like, other social network profiles for those people, I believe you'll be able to see like their Flickr accounts or their delicious feeds, MySpace pages, and I think I think that's it. I'm just you know, so they're probably not much news in. about it right now. I'm just basing it all off the uh, post from Arrington, and I guess actually I'll paste this link in there as well. Uh, 
the Mozilla site actually has a little bit of information up on their page as well. Cool. Yeah, they'll probably use, what, what is that, Open Idea? Did they release something like that? Or Dig announced something like that a couple weeks ago or a month ago? I don't know. We were talking about that on an earlier show, but it yeah, all makes sense now. Dig, you can, yeah, I think Dig was planning on, um, you know, using Open ID, which is basically like you can take like one login uh, or profile across like all the different social networks or at least the ones that, that adopt the Open ID. I'm not sure if uh, Mozilla will be or not. I'm sure they would be. It's definitely like something that's right up their alley, but you know, I mean, there's not enough information out at this point where I think it's even been brought up. Cool. So what's and um, what's next? The uh, the prom queen. Have you? Did you get a chance to check those out at all? The, I did. I, I watched the videos. They're pretty interesting. <laughs> did you think so? <laughs> Well, they're all right. I don't think they're great or anything, but the thing, the reason why I watched them was, one, they're really short, like two minutes long, or unless I was doing something wrong, but when I went to the site, they're only like a couple minutes long. So yeah, they're only like a them. minute or a minute and a half long. So they're, yeah, definitely very short. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and they're, you know, rising in popularity. They got covered on TechCrunch and a lot of other sites, and that's actually not bad. It's leveraging video sites to leverage their audience, and, you know, they're getting traffic from VO and the whole blogosphere and all the sites. So, I don't know. I think it's a pretty effective move. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's a clever idea. Like, I I watched both the episodes. I'm not a huge fan of it. You know, it's like, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, first of all, it's going to be basically like a high school drama, you know. I've been out of high school 10 years now, so... Definitely not something that interests me, but even so, I just thought it was, you know, kind of weird. Like, it was almost hard to catch the story in that short a time and really what's going on. Totally agree. But, if it was longer, I would probably like a lot better. I probably won't be watching any more episodes. But the part I like about it is I personally watch TV online because you can get, like, NBC, ABC, Fox, all these, you know, um, stations have all their shows online. You don't actually have to watch them live, but instead you can watch them on your own time, and there's a lot less commercials. So I'm a big online TV fan compared to watching it offline. Yeah, you can use TiVo, but it's a cheap way if you don't have TiVo. And I think it's a great move because it's just pushing more content online, and you can leverage a lot of traffic and everything like that online. And I don't know, you can probably get more ad money or you know, and keep the money yourself compared to... Because it's not everybody can get aired on Fox or one of these big stations. It's probably really hard, so... Sure. Well, I mean, this one, it was very, like, cheap to make. Like, I think their whole budget for this show was, like, a hundred grand, and I'm sure they're going to do well, well over that in advertising revenue, you know, and they're going to break it up into into 80 different episodes. Um, so I think, like, the key that most most people will probably wait until, like, all the episodes are online to watch it, you know, because, like we talked about, like, that minute, minute and a half isn't really enough to get into it or really, you know, even understand what's going on. So I think a lot of people will wait until then. But, I mean, they're doing ads that they have, like, a couple of second, like a pre-roll ad at the first, and then they have advertising at the end. So I'm sure they're going to do very well, like, as far as, like, ROI and things like that. And it's backed by Michael Eisner, the, the guy that used to be at Disney and stuff. So, I mean, that definitely doesn't hurt that he's behind it, and that's probably the reason why they're, you know, gaining so much popularity and whatnot. But either way, you know, I think it's a very clever idea, and it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's obviously already working. They've caught a lot of buzz, and they've got a lot of people reading it, a lot of people on MySpace, you know, 
talking about it and and leaving comments and all that good stuff. Yeah, and that's probably why it's also on VO too, because didn't he isn't he on the board or something of VO? Um, I'm I'm not sure if it was him or not. It, it definitely might be. You know, I think you're probably right, and that would make sense why it's on why it is on VO. So I mean, they also have it on their own site as well. You know, it's what is it the promqueen.tv dot TV slash yeah, episodes? Like I think that. is the URL for them all. Have you seen the uh, the Justin TV at all? Um, I saw the Justin TV. It was a little too slow for me. It's like, I don't know if it's live or anything like that, but I was watching him eat food, and I was like, all right, I can't really watch this anymore. So, Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it is completely live, but I'm with you. It's like too slow. I've, I've read a lot about it. There's a definitely, like, it's definitely created a ton of buzz, you know. I mean, not only have a lot of the bloggers been blogging about it, but I also know that they've got some, like, mainstream press. They, you know, they've been in major news publications. They've been on, you know, like, 2020-type shows on TV, like the news stations and stuff like that. So it's definitely, like, getting a lot of attention. It's very popular, but I'm with you where I think it's, like, like, I checked it out once, and I was just like, man, this is boring. I'd rather just, you know, read what people say about it or, you know, kind of catch. Like, I'm more interested in, like, the whole you know, the strategy behind it and the marketing and all that than I am in actually watching the guy's live. <laughs> exactly. And the thing that most fascinates me with the whole Justin TV and the Prom Queen thing is I just look at those sites and I look at how many backward links they're generating because as marketers, we know how useful that is and how much backward links can do for you, especially when they're organic. And th- yeah. that's the main thing I see with all these sites. So, Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. Cool. So this is a perfect time to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be discussing more social media news. Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Howdy, boys, and you girls, too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Milnick Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new fangled plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones, hell, we got them all. Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squealing like a pig.
marketingexperiments.com. Learn how we increase traffic by 446% with our Google AdWords campaign while reducing cost per click by 58% at marketingexperiments.com. Marketingexperiments.com. Log on and register for our interactive SEM certification course today and discover how to build, target, and maximize ad campaigns like an expert through our proven paid search optimization formula. Marketingexperiments.com. For details, see marketingexperiments.com slash PPC. Marketing Experiments. Discover what really works. Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. And oh my goodness, now you can have Google Talk embedded in your Google personalized homepage to be part of your Google personalized life. So you can go there and you can just chat on your homepage. Just remember, folks, you know, you put that on the homepage and you don't log out. You know, I never log out of things. You log out of things. So suddenly all your contacts are sitting there when somebody goes to use Google on your computer and then they're going, oh, well, let's just start sending messages to people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Hi, it's Danny. I've always liked you. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked you, but I really like you, Barry. But uh, I, uh, I really like- we are fired. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Search Cast with Danny Sullivan, Monday through Thursdays at 11:30 a.m. Eastern, 8:30 a.m. Pacific. And if you missed any of this week's shows, check out the Daily Search Cast Week in Review, Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. 7 a.m. Pacific, only on webmasterradio.fm. Wizards, rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. Webmasterradio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush Hour. On webmasterradio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron. Hey everybody, we're back, and we're just discussing social media news. So Cameron, have you heard of uh, Subvert and Profit? <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, another one of those... Uh... <laughs> Buy your way to the front page of Dig Services. Uh, what did they have? The other ones before uh, uh, user submitter and spike the vote. Was that the, what the two were before Subvert and Profit? Yeah, I believe those are both. Have, have they both gone out of business, or one of them sold? I think one of them sold themselves on eBay, and then the buyer donated the, da- the name to Dig or something like that. Yeah, and uh, Lauren Baker from Search Engine Journal breaks down Subvert and. Uh, profit and pretty much discusses the whole thing. The thing that irritates me about these types of sites are, well, not really irritates, they can work at the beginning. Problem is you're jeopardizing, one, your domain being banned from Dig, and two, you're pretty much also jeopardizing your account being banned from Dig. So if you worked hard to build a reputable account, the last thing you want is for it to get banned from Dig. Right. And the other thing that I noticed with these all these sites are they're going it the wrong way because someone from the Dig team can set up an account, pay for Digs, and they can tell probably based on URLs or all that kind of crap, they may be able to find out who's digging it from that subvert and profit and pretty much catch all those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure they probably did that with the other ones as well. And didn't the thing that the thing though like that I don't like about Dig is Dig claims that these like it's impossible for these services to work or whatever. But I remember there was a Wired story where one of the editors actually tested it and it worked where they were able to, you know, literally buy their way to the homepage and it and it worked. 
So yeah. I know this one actually claims that it's foolproof and that dig, you know, won't be able to won't be able to catch them or whatever. But I think that's a, I think that's a load of crap. You know, I mean, obviously there's a number of things that dig has on there, and where they would definitely be able to recognize like the certain patterns or the users or all that kind of stuff. And like you said, even like you know, go undercover and start a fake username, and then you know, see what other users are digging it and go from there so it's definitely not foolproof yeah exactly because I can create a fake username let's say if I worked for dig I don't though and if they pay me let's say 10 cents I don't know whatever the price is or a dollar to dig a story I know that that story paid to you pay for a dig so it's I can just go there and ban the URL sure but how do you find the users that <clears throat> how do you find the users that are the ones that are taking the money to dig you look at the stories that are using the service over time and like I guess find the same people that continually dig them or how would you how would you go about finding the people that are actually the ones getting paid to dig the stories because they should I mean wouldn't you agree that essentially they should get banned as well they should and I think they do ban some users the problem with that is it's really difficult to pinpoint that one user got paid and another didn't because the problem is is you can still tell if someone went to dig naturally, like dig.com found the story and pretty much dug it or voted for it. So I, I think they're going to have to use refers and patterns, and they have to probably analyze a number of variables before they can determine if the user actually was paid to dig that story. Right. It seems, definitely seems like a lot of work on digs in, you know? It is, and it's probably really costly, too, and... I don't know. I would pretty much just go after the approach of stopping the source, and the best way to stop the source is stop all the people who are paying for the digs. Because if you can stop the people paying for the digs, then it's going to hurt that business quite a bit. Yeah, right. Not only stop them, but if they realize that they're going to get their URL banned or something if they try this, then, you know, I mean, that should be enough to scare away quite a few people. I mean, we exactly. saw what having a banned URL did to a number of the people in the past. You know, when, you know we had people like Lee Oden and... You know, who were some other ones? Paul Stamatio had their Yeah, it's, they were all banned and stuff, and they should have never been banned. The interesting thing is, although Wired did pay, according to that article, I believe, they paid to get a story onto the homepage, and it worked really well for them. If you think about it, to some extent, that story had to be good enough to make the homepage. And the reason I'm saying that, because if it was a piece of crap story, wouldn't everybody from Dig on the homepage just bury that story? Yeah, I think once it gets to the home page, but I don't necessarily think that, like, I suppose if you had enough people that were getting paid to dig that you could get it onto the home page fast enough or not enough people would bury it. But, yeah, I mean, once it hits the home page, if your story's crap, it's going to get buried so fast. Exactly, and I just see these sources or sites like this and user submitter just as a source to kickstart the number of digs that you can potentially get. Yeah, I agree. So... Would you ever like? Would you ever actually use one of these? I would not use it. I may use it like as a test, just to report on the blog saying, "Hey, it actually works." I would never use one of my sites, client sites, or anything like that. I would just use a dummy site and just say, "Hey, does you know?" I would pretty much go the wired approach and do a whole expose and story on, "Hey, you can actually pay for digs and get on the home page." Right. Well, that's already been done once, so it probably wouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. So. Long yeah, so people don't use the Merton Profit. Merton <laughs> and Profit, sorry. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, the next one is the uh, Compete. Compete is launched.
launching um, a new metric, I guess. They're calling it attention. And what they're doing is they're basing it off the total, of time, the total amount of time that a user spends on a website as a percentage, I guess, of total time spent on the Internet by all users. So, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the blogosphere for the last few few months, I'd say the last good six months, that people are saying that the page view metric is dead and, you know, that we need to start, you know, being able to analyze the attention that a website captures from a user versus the amount of page views or the unique visitors or any of that stuff. So what do you what do you think of this? What do you think of all this now? And you're a big stats junkie, so I'm sure you have an opinion. Yeah, I think it's actually pretty cool. I was reading on TechCrunch, um, according to Compete or something like that, I believe they said one per- people spend 1% of their time on YouTube what? or something. So no, uh, the, the metrics are quite interesting. I like to see patterns and all that kind of stuff. I know it's biased because they're only collecting X, Y, and Z data, but still I love trends and I love data, and I think it's just really useful as a marketer because you can try to leverage that or find out where people are going on the web and try to pop up ads to the most relevant sources that have tons of traffic and are cheap and convert. The one yeah, thing I, I like about Compete is, have you seen the velocity thing? Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, that's so pretty cool. that's pretty cool because it can tell you like the relative change in daily attention. And if you're not expecting or any planned events or unplanned events such as like advertising or getting on the homepage of Dig or Netscape or anything like that, it can just overall show you a, a site's growth and how all these social sites are affecting your overall traffic. So, right, right. Well, I, I think that there's a lot of like there's a lot of information that a person that could be valuable to a, valuable to a person that wanted to use this for like gathering like market data or research or whatever. You know, you can go on there, figure out where people are spending their time, and then kind of analyze that site. You know, why are people spending? You know. So much more time on this site than versus my site or versus this site. You know, why is this site able to catch people's attention where mine can't? I'm sure there's a number of things that, you know, I mean, if you do enough research and stuff, you could come up with some very, very valuable like UI improvements or things for your site to, you know, keep that attention of people, keep them, you know, keep them around your site. Exactly, and what I'm hoping Compete can actually do sooner or later is target visitors and put them in groups and stuff like that so you can tell, you know, who are the visitors that are going to YouTube and Dig and all these sites and pretty much just connect the dots so then that way we can get more of an understanding on how these users act, what sites they go to, and all that kind of stuff. So then that way we can actually target the ads better once you get on, let's say, the Netscape homepage or StumbleUpon or anything like that and hopefully convert that traffic. Let's move on to the uh, next item of news. Uh, MySpace announced that they're going to hold a presidential primary uh, for, I guess, all the uh, presidential candidates, and they're going to hold it at the 1st of 2008, January 1st and 2nd, and basically every user is going to be asked to vote for their favorite candidate. Did you see the news on that, Neil? I did see the news on that, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm not too much into politics, so I'm not too familiar with all these political, you know, terminologies and all that kind of stuff. Um, But the cool thing I see from here is it's like politics, yeah, everybody's campaigning, you get all those calls and stuff like that when it comes down to elections saying, hey, vote for blah, blah, blah. The thing I think that's really cool about this news is things are starting to get into the social space 
when are we going to start seeing presidential elections and everything like that? Um, I think that's going to start affecting the web quite a bit more because of DIG and all these sites, which is going to help them increase more votes, raise more money, and all that kind of good stuff. So, Yeah, right. Now, a number of the candidates are already doing a lot of social media stuff, like Barack, Barack Obama. He's actually doing quite a bit of social media stuff. Like He actually has like his own kind of like social network on his site. So I think the... I think what's going to be interesting to see here is how accurate, I guess, like this this little MySpace primary election goes compared to, like, what really happens. You know, I wonder, like, how close the, those are going to be or if it's going to be way off. Because, I mean, obviously MySpace has got a very young user base. And I think a lot of the people would tend to, tend to like, be Democratic and stuff versus, like, a lot of the other people that you know, that probably, like, the older people or the, you know, like, I don't, I just don't picture, like, MySpace having, like, a, like, a strong Republican base on it compared to, like, a Democratic base. Like, just for an example, you can see, like, on the uh, TechCrunch post, it says that Barack, Barack Obama's got 89,000 friends, whereas, let's see, John McCain, a Republican, he's only got 4,000 friends. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, what, is that, what does that tell you? Yeah, that's a big difference. And the other problem I have with this is, if you look at the whole MySpace audience, as you mentioned, they're young. How many young people actually go out there and vote? I know there are a good amount, but I think the percentage is going to be quite low on the people on MySpace who are actually going to go out and vote. So, Sure. No, I mean, <laughs> nothing else is going to at least give a lot of these uh, political guys, political advisors or whatever, it's going to at least give them a lot of information on where the younger people on what candidates they're leaning towards and probably the issues that they're, they're leaning towards as well. Yeah, and the thing I see with this is, like, the Democratic Party or the Republican Party or whatever it may be, they can use MySpace and all this data, and they can figure out saying, all right, a lot of these guys who are voting and they have all this information because, you know, MySpace profiles and people list their age and all that kind of stuff. You can actually go later on and say, all right, four or five years from now, who do you think that are these guys going to vote for, let's say, Democrats, Republicans, and try to leverage them to pretty much get them to vote for whoever you want in the future? Yeah, I agree. So, cool. It's perfect time to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking more on social media. Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that ValueClick Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BanazRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. you got to work with ValueClick Media. i got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit ValueClick Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more 
more details. Value Click Media. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. Does everybody know what time it is? Let me introduce to you the Web Gorilla. Hi, this is Greg Bozer. And the very slick oil man. This is the oil man here. And together they are... The always highly ranked SEO Rockstars. Who needs happy hour when you have the SEO Rockstar? Now Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And for all you jammers and spammers that cut out early on Fridays, then catch the Rockstars Rewind at their original time, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Cyberspace, the final frontier. These are the voyages of your new business enterprise. Its ongoing mission to explore strange new domains, to seek out new sites and new monetizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. WebmasterRadio.fm. So logical. You'll go out of your Vulcan mind. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination. Rush Hour on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to your Rush Hour host, Neil and Cameron. Hey, everybody. We're back. And now we're going to be talking about StumbleUpons and Dig's new features. So you want to start off with StumbleUpon, Cameron? Uh, yeah, so StumbleUpon did a redesign of their site. Um, as far as feature-wise go, there's there's not too not too much new stuff. I guess the main thing that I would say is that it seems like they're trying to bring, like, trying to get away a little bit, I guess, from the uh, toolbar, from the browser toolbar, and more to actually, like, sex, uh, social networking right there on their site versus, like, everything being done over the toolbar. Like, that's the biggest difference that I've, that I've noticed from the redesign. You know, I mean, the redesign definitely looks nice, but feature-wise, I haven't noticed that much. What, is, what have you noticed feature-wise that's, that's new? I just felt that overall they, they're trying to make it more social and more interactive. Like, they connected um, the videos. I think it's more personal in the sense of, like, for example, I just stumbled TechCrunch right now, and I can tell it says, me, Ziku, I don't know how to even say his name, but it even shows you, like, the user who first found it and a brief history on him and his rating and all that kind of stuff. Right. The one thing that I was a little upset with this one is they, on like the regular stories in your account and stuff, they took away the little thing at the bottom of the story that used to give you kind of a range of how many times that it's been stumbled. Like, you know, you saw the thing where it said like if a lot of people had stumbled, it said like bucket loads of activity. They had tons of activity before that, uh, moderate activity, you know, a few activity and things like that. So, Unless it like actually like makes the popular buzz page, it's you cannot see like 
like how popular the, the story was anymore. So that was kind of one thing that I was disappointed to see go. Yeah, I was also disappointed with that because it really sucks. Although it didn't tell you exactly how much traffic the story received, it gave you a rough idea of if you're doing a good job from a marketing standpoint on trying to leverage stumble upon, and now it's much more difficult. Yeah, right. I mean, you can still see that if it gets to the buzz page, but a lot of times there's still, like, you can have stories that still get very popular that don't reach that, that buzz page. So, you know, that was kind of my whole gripe with the, with the new redesign. What are, some, what are some other things that you liked about it? Anything, like, per se? Or? I like the overall looks, and I like how you can see it's more tag-oriented and all that kind of cool stuff. The main problem I have with it is they're still not highlighting the homepage, which is buzz.stumbleupon.com. It's not technically the homepage, but it's telling you what's the most popular on StumbleUpon at the moment. And I think if they highlighted it more and drove more traffic to it, you could actually get quite a bit more uh, traffic if you pretty much got a popular story. Right. They actually, like, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but if you go to your profile page, they actually have a link there that says Buzz. Yeah, I had no clue about that. <laughs> okay, well, they have a. They, it's actually it's not something new. They've always had that link. So you're yeah, right that it. And I think that's cool. I, I see it right now, but my problem is it still doesn't highlight it enough. Yeah, and, exactly. Although they have the link, it's like you, like you said, they don't highlight it enough, and that's obvious because you didn't even know about it. You know. Yeah. Like you know, so hopefully. It doesn't look like it actually doesn't look like the actual profile pages have gone through the redesign that, for the rest of the site. So maybe that's something that that'll be changed here because they actually have slowly been rolling out the design. Like I think I messaged you last week or something when I first noticed it. I first noticed it on like one or two of the pages on the site, or like one or two of the sections, and the rest of the site hadn't happened. It seems like they're slowly rolling out, you know, the complete design. So you know maybe that's maybe those profile pages are, are coming and that's something that's going to be highlighted more is that buzz page. Exactly, because they have like four tab options, home, websites, people, and videos. They should add one that says like buzz or something so it'll drive tons of traffic. And I could be biased because I'm just looking for traffic from StumbleUpon, but I think a lot of the users who are using it are also looking for traffic. Sure. No, and the buzz is good for a number of things as well. Like I've actually, like in the past, I've found several good stories on there that I've, that haven't been submitted today, so I'll submit them today, and, you know, they get on the page, and that helps boost up my account, things like that. So there's a, a number of other, you know, reasons for that, too, just besides seeing, like, if your stuff's popular or whatnot. Cool. And on that subject of Dig, did you see Dig's new features? Um, which which ones? The one where you can invite your friends and stuff and actually see... Um, how many of your friends signed up, what they've submitted, and the percentages and all that kind of cool stuff. Right. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. And uh, what do you think of that, the new way to invite the friends? Like, I've noticed uh, a couple of people have found exploits on that. And basically, I guess the exploit was any dig user that visits a page is automatically added as that person's friend. <laughs> did, yeah. you, did you see that? I did not see that. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess this, I guess the way it's set up, like this, uh, I don't know who found it or what. I think, I think somebody blogged about it on Pronet. One of one of our writers blogged about it on Pronet, and so yeah, basically like any anybody that was logged into Dig that visited this guy's homepage, he was uh, he it automatically added them as friends. 
So I'm not sure if Dig has fixed that exploit or if, you know, if people are still are still using that because that'd actually be a very good way to build up a, a power account, you know? <laughs> you get a you get a story on the home page and then throw in that little script or whatever, so any digger that comes there is automatically gonna be added to you as one of your friends, you're gonna end up with what, like fifty thousand well, not fifty thousand, but like ten or twenty thousand friends. Yeah, so they're adding you as a friend and you don't have to add them back, is that what you're saying? Like it's you're not adding them, they're adding you. Yeah, I believe that's the way is they're adding you as a friend. Dude, that's, that can be a very powerful account. <laughs> yeah, it definitely could. I'm not sure. I'm not totally sure on that. Like, I kind of breezed through the post where I saw about that, but I actually did notice another, a couple of other people that wrote about it. So it was definitely an exploit, and I haven't seen any news otherwise to hear if that's been patched up or whatnot. So people may be completely gaming that or, or whatnot. I have no idea. Yeah, same here. What do you think of all the features, though? Like, what's your what's your opinion on them all? I think it's cool. Um, I'm not really enticed to use them. I think they made some sort of announcement. Like, if you can get three people to sign up and three people pretty much vote on three stories or submit X stories, you'll get your username on the homepage for, like, a short period of time. And I think that's cool and all, but I really don't care to be on the homepage of Dig or to have my username. It doesn't really do anything for me. And I think their overall whole goal from releasing this feature is to build up user base really quick. Right. And when I hear, you know, building up user base really quick, what comes into mind when I hear that is acquisition. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're hoping that I have to sell it or something, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's and on the like Dig some... subject, um, a lot of people have been having quite a bit of problems of getting on the Dig homepage. Have you been uh, noticing that same thing too? Yeah, I have. I've also noticed that it seems like the activity at Dig has gone down. Like, I uh, like I keep a close watch on like what all my friends are submitting and stuff. And I'm actually the kind of user that'll go in and I'll click on all the st- the stories that my friends have submitted and I'll dig them all. And lately, I've noticed that the number of stories that people on my friends list are submitting have been cut in like half or even like they're 25 percent of what they were a couple of months ago. So it seems like. You know, like based on that, it almost seems like the activity on Dig is going down. What do you What do you think? I think. Well, I'm gonna guess that most of your friends are probably power users or close to power users. And You're getting sick of it. What, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and what ended up happening is when they removed that top hundred list, and I was the same way. I really stopped submitting. Why? I didn't really care to submit because there was nothing that said, "Hey, you know." X, Y, and Z has been submitting, and they've been doing a great job, so let's give them a pat on the back. There really is no benefit from it. And the main reason why I did it was when there was that list, and if you submit a lot and you climb up higher and higher, more people friend you. And if you can get tons of people to friend you, you can do pretty well on dig when it comes to submitting your own story. Right, exactly. But yeah, on on the subject of trying to get um, pages to the home page, one thing... um, that a lot of people feel is like, they're like, all right, we need a power user to submit. And that is somewhat true. If you have a power user to submit, yeah, grant your chances may be a little bit better, and that did work a couple months ago. But what I have found out to be quite a bit effective was if you have a normal user submit, and then you get tons of power users to dig that story, you can get on the homepage really quick. And when I noticed this was actually when you submitted a story from Pronet from your account, and I don't know what story it was, but when you submitted it, it did really well, really quick, and it only took 30 votes to get to the homepage. Well, any story that 
you know, any of us have submitted in the past month or so from ProNet, it's been all buried. Right, yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. The thing is, is though I, I do have a lot of friends. Though. I definitely don't have the power account to the point where, you know, it's as powerful as yours, but, you know, I've got a couple hundred people that are friend of me that are mutual friends and stuff, so I can still, like, usually, like, lately I've had a very high ratio of getting stuff on. Yeah, that one actually jumped to the to the homepage very fast. It was, you know, it was odd. You know, I'm not sure if it's just because a lot of my friends weren't digging it or what was happening, but, it, you know, like 30, I was surprised to see it there so fast, you know, 30 digs and it was on there. And, you know, before that it was like, what, like, it was at like 50 digs that it took it took to get to the homepage for a while, it was like 50 plus digs or something. Exactly. And what a lot of people aren't concentrating on when they're trying to submit now, because berries actually hurt you more than what they did before, you have to really concentrate on the title and description. And a lot of people say, oh, I got a great piece of content, so it's going to make the homepage, or it's dig material. No, because a lot of the people that end up voting on it or bearing the story, they don't even read your content. And if you look at the comments, you can notice that quite a bit. And I know Danny Sullivan's experienced quite a bit of experience with that with search engine land posts. People are slandering the content, and then he's like, did you even read it? It doesn't even say that. So if you have a nice title and description that appeals to that audience, you can do quite well. And I think that's one of the big factors when it comes to trying to get on the home page. Sure. No, and I actually, you actually wrote a post on Pronet, I think, this morning, and I pasted that URL in the chat room so that people could see, you know, how you talked about your new tips and stuff for still managing to get on the home page. Those are pretty yeah. good. I mean, do you want to run through them real quick before we go to commercial? Or, Yep. Um, I pretty much talk about understanding the target audience. So I pretty much say, you know, don't sell sandals to Eskimo because it wouldn't make sense. They're in snow. Sandals won't work for them. It's the same thing with the dig audience. Before, you might be able to get stuff on, let's say, Forex trading onto the homepage, but now you can't. Why? Most of them are young and they're male. And when you're talking about high school students and, you know, college students, they don't even know what Forex trading is, or a lot of them don't. I don't even know what it is. So it's... I don't know what it submit, is <laughs> Yeah, so if you submit stuff that interests them, you're going to do a lot better. And uh, as we already discussed, I also talked about the Power Account. Um, the other thing that I talked about that we didn't mention was um, don't be greedy, instead be smart. A lot of people, they think all their content is dig-worthy, and no, your content's never all dig-worthy. So what they try to do is they try to place dig buttons on their site or whenever someone submits any of their stories, they dig them. Instead, what you need to do is don't dig the stories that you feel shouldn't be on dig. So if someone else submits it, don't dig it if you don't think it can make the home page. And don't place buttons on your site unless you really feel that your content's great. Right. I, I actually really like that point because, I mean, even a lot of the clients that we worked with and stuff, they'll be like, hey, can you add, like, a dig this button on all my posts? And they'll start, like, digging every single post to dig, and I'll just have to tell them, be like, whoa, this isn't how you get stuff that, you know, on dig. First of all, your site isn't even the site that's going to be interesting to the dig audience, so why do you need to have a dig this button on every single piece? You know, and it's like, if you guys want to write pieces of content that will get on dig, you know, let's talk about that, but this definitely isn't the way to do it, you know? I mean, we've had people that clients that will, like, send emails around to their office asking them all the big stuff, and it's like, you know, you just kind of have to sit them down, and then uh, this, isn't how, this isn't how it works, this isn't how it does it, you know. There's a, there's a way about going about it, so I exactly. definitely like that, and, that point. If you think about it, we've probably had more digs than most SEO blogs out there, and unlike 
most blogs, we don't even use any dig disciplines within ProNet. We do them within our RSS feed, but those are useless and no one really clicks on them. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just, just shows how useless they are. But cool, this is a ti- uh, perfect time to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back shortly. Rush Hour will be speeding right back after these commercial messages. Hang on. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Attention webmasters. Wish you could convert more web traffic into cash? No need to rub a lamp. Just click on genienose.com. Install a search box on your site or incorporate paid listings XML into search results. And at your command, genienose.com pays cash for each result your users click on. Enjoy prompt payment and superior customer service. Earn even more through our referral program. Genienose has delivered results. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents Inspirational Moments by David Mayer. Some things in life are never wrong. And some things in life are always wrong. But it's a very fine line between what is really wrong and what is truly wrong. But in life, everything's wrong. <laughs> Tune in for more inspirational moments with David Naylor and Mikkel Demip every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Strike Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Slam on your brakes. You've just reached your final destination, Rush Hour, Rush Hour. on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, now, back to your Rush Hour hosts, Neil and Cameron. Hey everybody, we're back and it's getting close to the end of the show, so we're going to talk about Search Engine Strategies New York at the closing. That's right. Uh, big conference coming up next week, uh, Search Engine Strategies. We're definitely looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun. And we're actually going to have a, uh, we're doing a live show there next week at the at the Webmaster Radio booth. We're going to be doing a live show, and we're actually going to have a number of uh, SEO experts come on the show, and we're going to do a live Q&A uh, from the audience. So if anybody's planning on attending SES, be sure to be sure to come by the uh, booth. What's, what time is it? Let's see, we got an email here. Our show, our live show is going to be next Wednesday at four, between 4 to 5 Eastern time. So if you're going to be at SES, be sure to come by there, and, you know, it should be lots of fun. Hopefully we'll get, like, a big crowd, and we'll make it very exciting. 
So anything else about SES, Neil? What what panels are you speaking on while you're there? Um, I'm speaking on something on bookmarking. I'm speaking on Wednesday, or no, Thursday, all in the morning, like three in a row. Uh, one's on Wikipedia and SEO, the bookmarking one that I mentioned, and the other one is, I don't know, something on LinkBay. I'm speaking on Dig, so I have no clue what the panel's called, though. Probably like some kind of a social media marketing one or some kind of a... Exactly, yeah, I think it is social media optimization or something like that, so... Yeah, and I'm just I'm just doing uh, one panel. I'm doing the link bait and viral search success. Uh, it's going to be actually the third time uh, that I've done this panel, so it's a pretty fun one. I've got uh, Rand is on my panel. Um, Chris Boggs, you know, he's always fun, so he's on my <laughs> panel. Um, Jennifer Laycock, she's she's on there as well. So yeah, should be lots of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to New York. I mean, I know there's going to be a lot of parties, and you know, the conferences are a blast. So definitely looking forward to. It. Do you know if uh, Webmaster Radio is having a party this time? Don't know if Webmaster Radio is, um, but TechLink Ads, Cameron and I are evangelists for TechLink Ads. They're having a charity party on Monday. Yep. And uh, you can find out on the Search Engine Watch form more about it, and it's pretty much, I believe, $40 entrance fee, and that money is going to be all donated to charity. So. Yeah, all the money is donated to charity, the $40. Like, Actually, TLA is... Uh, TLA is covering all the uh, like the bar tab and everything like that. So your forty dollars, your forty dollars actually goes every cent of it goes to donation. Is that right? Um, I think something like that, or the entrance fee. Um, and another thing to mention is Best of the Web is doing it with TechSync Ad, so it's a party between two companies. Yeah, both very awesome companies. There will definitely be a lot of uh, people there, so I think that's for sure going to be the spot to be at Monday night. Wouldn't you agree? Yep. So cool. Um, hopefully we'll see you guys Monday night. If not, we'll uh, see you next week on Rush Hour. <laughs>